This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Thursday, the 3rd of March, 2022. This is episode 200. Can't Ooh. believe it, David. I was looking yesterday, this is this is quite a depressing fact, actually. More than half of our podcasts have been in the pandemic era. Yeah. But then I went back and listened to episode 97 and then I felt better again. So. <laughs> ironic that our best episode was when there was no wrestling to talk about. Yeah, that is a classic episode. For those of you new, you definitely want to go back in time. Check out '97. That was a uh, that was a doozy of a show. Uh, I, I can't believe it. Right, 200. That's an accomplishment. Who would have thunk it? Uh, the odds were stacked against us with all kinds of disease and shutdowns and clap crowds, but yet we still persevered and 200 shows under our belt. God damn. That's pretty good, man. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. You did well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we keep uh, listening to the Voices of Wrestling flagship last week, and they were saying, oh, I can't, can't believe how you and I keep doing it. Oh, yeah. They said that, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, some, there are times where I wonder how they do it. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I mean, look, every, every wrestling promotion has its ups and downs. I think I, I truly believe that, that the, the payoff is coming. You know what I mean? And people are going to be hopping back on board right around the corner. I really feel it. Um, uh, Because if not, why would we do this, right? Um, And here's the thing. Again, we say it every week. You know, even if this wasn't a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and in many weeks it really isn't, uh, I still enjoy doing it. So uh, first, thank you to everyone. I I wonder if there's any, how many, or I'm sure there's got to be one or two. That has been here from the jump, from the first Super J cast to number 200. Do you th- how many people do you think there are? I think you can probably count them on one hand, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know I keep saying it, but it'll probably run off most of those listeners. Between me and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, we've probably run off most of them. Uh, Booze, I'm sure she was around from very early on. The very early on? Like 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 yeah, our shows? I, okay. I, re- I remember tweets from her. Okay. Quite early on. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I would say probably single digits. I, you know what? If you've been around since the since for the whole ride, please let us know. You deserve a special shout out. You really do. Uh, and B, please stop. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're wasting so much time of your life. Uh, no, we appreciate it. It warms my heart. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I can't say. Necessarily that without you, we wouldn't be. Well, that's not really true. But uh, know that you have a very special place in my heart. And where else would you rather be, right? Right. Yes, I was going to say something rude and name other rude body parts. But <laughs> well, that's all. Anybody, that. Anyone can come in there. You don't have to listen to 200 shows. You just All you have to do is ask politely and give me a tap on the shoulder and a, and a nibble on the ear. And you're in. I was uh, went to get my 
Thai driving license yesterday, Damon. And part of that oh. process, I had to sit in this little cinema and watch an hour-long video about road safety. And half of it was literally just like sort of YouTube footage of horrific car crashes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, set to like rock music. And then there really? was a, a, a... But while I was listening, I was bored, obviously. And the instructional parts were all in Thai, so I had no idea what they were talking about. So I just an earbud in listening to episode 97. So I'm there sort of oh. chuckling away. People looking at me. Why is he laughing at all these, these people getting run over? Was it really set to run? Like, give me some bands. Give me, give me, do you know any of them? Did you? Well, I, okay, no, I will tell you that the, the latter segment in this video was, you know, these sort of like cheesy Western infomercials you get for road safety where like, you know, the couple are arguing and not really concentrating on the road and yeah, then they'll wow. crash and then yeah. they're very, very fake looking baby sort of <laughs> flies yeah. through the windscreen. Yeah. So they had a load like that, like a compilation of them set to the backing tune of My Immortal by Evanescence. <laughs> I don't know if you know that one. Yeah. Is that the one? You keep me up and walk away all of your tears. That, and I was just oh, so hard. Wow. That's worth the price of admission right there. And, I mean, I, was, I started live tweeting, actually. There was a one that I lost it completely. Uh, uh, it was CCTV footage of a car stuck on a level crossing getting absolutely destroyed by a train. I'm like, Whoa. what are they trying to teach you? Don't park in front of a – don't park on a level crossing. Okay. I'll write that down right. in my notebook. They probably ran out of – that's so silly. It is. I mean, it's amazing, though. But you, I, let's be truthful here. There are tons of terrible drivers out there. I mean, I mean, seriously, like you shouldn't be behind the car. It's like you know, this old woman. I want my independence. Ugh. Stay in the house, please. You're seventy years old. You should not be driving. Careful, I, I, I tell you, you're gonna get cancelled, Damon. We're gonna end up having to be a, a control your narrative podcast. Now, I'm telling you right now, that's it's for everyone's. Look, I'm, I'll be the first. To, uh, like, when I turn seventy, I'm turning in my license. There's no fucking way, right? Um, and I'll go so far as to say, like, Cheryl's dad was like that. Like, Cheryl's dad was like Mr. – he worked for, like, a moving company, right? Like, he ran a moving company. So he was like Mr. – you know, oh, you know, just give me this 200-pound weight. I'll pick it up and move it. And, well, guess what? You know, a, a fucking stroke, you know, kind of nipped that in the butt. But he still had that thing in his head where he could go anywhere and do anything. No, and he would get in the fucking car. And I'd be like, what are you doing, you imbecile? Stop it. Stop driving. We had to take away his, we had to take away his, we, well, not only, we had to hide his keys, we had to fucking, we sold the car, we had to do everything, because he was going to harm somebody. <sighs> Maybe imbecile wasn't the right word. Maybe asshole. <laughs> oh my gosh, hey, I'm talking man. about my father-in-law, so I can do that. So don't, don't angry tweet me. Please. And let's be honest here. Do you, does anybody really like their in-laws? Do you like your in-laws? Uh, she cooks nice food for me. She's nice, okay, my, okay. my mother-in-law. Yeah. I would say nice is is accurate. I would say boring as fuck. Absolutely correct. They're just they're maybe the most boring people on earth. Just like yeah, there's Unfortunately, nothing... I can't communicate with my mother. Oh, really? <laughs> she doesn't speak English. Oh, no, that's beautiful. Okay. All right. Sign me up for that. Because it's always the same conversation I have with them. Hey, what's new? Anything good? Yeah. Do anything since the last time? No, nothing. Okay. I'll go back to watching the hockey game. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, we, we, we won't exchange me and my mother-in-law. She says, have you eaten yet? And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. 
That's nice. She really makes good food, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nice uh, southern Thai food, which is very unique. Like, really not the sort of food that you get at a generic Thai restaurant mm. abroad. Uh, very spicy, uh, strong flavors. Uh, yes. Yeah, Love good it. Shit. Look at you. You lucked in. You, your life is just one, just one magical moment after another. God damn. <laughs> yeah. It's just been an uninterrupted stream of success. Unbelievable. All right. So where are we going today, Joel? Because we got we got a lot, don't we? We had a good show, I think. Um yeah. and we had some good moments and others, and you know, we'll figure it out. Where are we going? Uh let's go to strong first. Oh. So this was trying to find the results the new japan right they don't put the update results on their website in a timely manner anymore i cannot find the latest results for strong with a search party it's really annoying are you trying to tell me chris charlton does not watch as well <laughs> I, again, I don't know who's responsible for it please if someone's listening this is really irritating like you know i can't find who i want and i watched it last night so i should be able to remember it mm. uh, I, I found it. I found it thanks to the, the nice people at Cage Match who actually Good job, Cage do Match. fucking jobs. What a, jo- so, what a service that is, by the way. You know, Cage Match. Amazing. I mean, imagine amazing. saying, I'm going to create a website or a database of every fucking match. You know, it's pretty great. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So this was uh, New Beginning USA. It was from Washington. We opened with Carl Fredericks defeating Ethan HD in 1151. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie. Ethan HD... <laughs> Yeah, very, very shindy look when he got there. And I was just like, oh, my God, we're really scraping the barrel here. Ooh. Carl should be beating this guy in like three minutes. They went 12. Yeah. And I was the, as the longer it went, I was like, what is going on here? Why Why is Carl Fredericks, who's supposed to be this up-and-coming up and start in this right, intense back-and-forth match with shindy guy? Uh, but then it sort of inspired myself. I started getting into it. And, oh, actually, this is a pretty good match. And I enjoyed it by the end. But I'm sort of trying to reconcile those two things, thinking, on the one hand, this is a good match and I'm enjoying it. And on the other hand, Carl Frederick should be beating Shindy nobody guys in relatively short order. So that was my uh, sort of moral, well, is that a moral dilemma? My pro wrestling dilemma with that match. Uh, but it, it was pretty good and I was impressed. Um, next was El Fantasmo defeating Matt Raywell in 9.45. This one was interesting. Again, a good match and notable for ALP wrestling, mostly clean, clean finish. And him also mentioning post-match about the fact that he's just beaten a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. So I do think there is something there. I believe that the ELP face turn uh, heavyweight run is coming. I don't know if it's necessarily going to have him positioned the same way as they did Kenny Omega as the, the leader of stable and, and being a main event star. But I think there's potential there. We have spoken about it before, but here is more evidence for that. So again, this match worth checking out. And then the main event, Tom Lawler successfully defending his open weight title against Taylor Rust in 19 minutes 11. Did, couldn't really get into this one. I just didn't feel that there was enough drama there. I didn't think that Taylor Rust had a credible chance of dethroning Filthy Tom. But then afterwards, Clark Connors came out and challenged uh, Filthy Tom for Strong Style Evolved in Tampa. Yeah. We've got some interesting matches coming up on that as well. Fred Rosser and Fred Yehai against Eddie Kingston and Daniel Garcia. That should be good. Uh, singles match with Yuya Uemura and Buddy Matthews, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, well, do you think Clark is a possible winner there? Do you think he could be the person who finally beats Tom Lawler? Hmm. And and it's funny that you said that because I was thinking like, man, Tom Lawler's had this title for quite a while, right? It's not like it's been a has it been a year 
Or am I overthinking that? Good question. Let me look it up. Look that up. Uh, to answer your question. Uh, we'll not be on the New Japan website. <laughs> you won't be there. Don't look at her. Okay. So, yes, he won the vacant title on the 23rd of April okay. last year. So okay, so coming up on here. Coming up. Uh, which is, if you think about it, it's I like a lot, and it's pretty amazing, don't you think, for what is considered a an offshoot promotion, where you would think titles would change hands rather frequently. There is some stability on top on Strong, which I really like. Get some credibility in the title. Nice. Uh, Clark Connors, I will say... You know, it's not it's not a rinky-dink show. You know what I would want? I would like it to be... If there's going to be a title change, I'd like to have a little bit more build. And I'd like to have it on... I was going to say a bigger show, but I don't know. Just let's really build to something big. And I don't know if I have that feeling yet. Could, look, could he win the title? Sure. But I don't think he will. Not now. Also, from that uh, strong start involved in Tampa, we have Mascara Dorada. Yeah, returning. welcome back. Yeah. Wrestling TJP. So I think he was last in New Japan in 2015, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah, how are you feeling about him returning? I'm quite excited because I know he, he was someone who's very highly rated and I enjoyed the start of his WWE run, at least. I thought he was really good in the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, not possibly used to the, the, the best of his abilities when he was in New Japan the mm. first time. Do you, you, you got optimism that they might get more out of him this time? Uh, it depends. on the, It depends on what his plans are, to be truthful. Um, yeah, he was one of those guys that WWE swooped up um, that I never really felt like got a, a a super solid shake in New Japan. Again, not everyone has to win the title, win a title, but um, I would have liked to have seen him like at least you know one defense would have been nice, would have been different. He was well, he was one guy that everybody was. I don't know if everybody, but a lot of people were. I'm like, all right, come on, let's let's get on board with with him. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. I know I just I don't know. I think I'm more excited to see what he has in the tank, and then if he has a lot left in the tank, you know, five years farting around on 205 live, that'll do some damage to you. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I'm just, I'm curious what 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 he has, what he what he's bringing to the table now in 2022. So yeah, I'm I'm I got an eye peeking toward that. I'll tell you what. It's funny that you did mention that. Um, I was watching the New Japan show, the New Japan Cup show, but I was watching it on uh, TV Asai or Ashimura, the two. Um, and they, after the show, like I just had it on my TV and it was just kind of the plan. Uh, after the show, they had like a, I guess a Kota Ibushi themed show. And they showed his match against Shinsuke Nakamura from G1, I think it was 2014 or 13. Whew, what a match. What a fucking match. And I just kept thinking, 
man, how great that that three year pocket of Shinsuke. He was fucking incredible. He was so good. Uh, and then, wow, look, I just, I am, that might be, you know how they talk about great wrestlers going to WWE and then just dying. They talk about Terry Taylor and a red rooster. They talk about, um, who else do they talk about that, that have gone and just maybe even Harley race. Harley race was at the end of his, <clears throat> end of his career, but even like the King stuff, junkyard dog, he was at least watchable in Mid South, and then we got WWE. He just whew, went down fast. Uh, but he, but he had a big push. So I can't. I, I, why am I talking about this show? My point being is this: I don't know if there's any wrestler that the WWE got their 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 mitts on that fell so far from grace. And I'm I'm struggling in my head to think of one guy that had a worse WWE tenure than Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, it started off so promising, didn't it? Oh, remember all the, the buzz in NXT and the Royal Rumble that he won? Was that Sami Zayn? Wasn't it? no? It yeah. was like a, it was like an NXT. Well, yeah, the WWE yeah. Rumble. The NXT thing was the first thing that he did with Sami yes, Zayn. Right? Basically, like, copy pasted his Ibushi match with Sami yeah. Zayn. But I, I enjoyed it all the same. Um, yeah, yeah, but the it Royal was Rumble. It was good. And then they set up uh, Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the WWE title oh, WrestleMania, man. and you think, fuck, well, they can't miss with that, and. Oh. I think that was the point where I was just like, this company is irredeemable. I can't, I cannot use any more of my time watching it. Just think of that. Oh my God. I, I remember watching that WrestleMania, man, and just being, I just, I'm just, I couldn't believe how that was possible. I could not believe it. That, 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 that match, holy crap. I mean, they just came off the dome. It wasn't, I mean, maybe what, about a year later? I just was just I was just blown away. Wow. Well, but anyway, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, man, 2014 Shinsuke. What a fucking stud. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Strong, we're done. We're moving on. Uh, Just a few little tidbits. Also, I forgot to mention, actually, this Mascara Dorada TJP match. Of course, a rematch from the final of the Cruiserweight Classic in WWE. And now the four semifinalists from that tournament. So that will be uh, Dorada, as he was wrestling under the name Grand Metalik, mm-hmm. TJP, Zack Sabre Jr., and Kota Ibushi, lest oh. we forget, are now all working with New Japan. So we're stealing talent. <laughs> there you go. We're poaching it's talent. Like a, you know, that is true. A care home for animals that have been mistreated by <laughs> you know, refuge. Uh, okay, other bits. Chris Dickinson is back. There's a little promotional video. He's going to face Ishii wow. on April 1st at Lone Star Shootout. So I'm very excited about that. He could be someone I think would be good to dethrone Filthy Tom because, of course, he was. Tom Lawler's first successful defense of that strong open weight title. So it'd be quite fitting for him to actually manage to be the one who takes it in his second attempt. Uh, also, Jay White versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Wow. Yes, a lot of people are excited to see Mike Bailey working in a New Japan ring. And not, not Jay White? <laughs> he, he's been good, actually. I mean, for all the yeah, stick we've given him, he, the, the singles matches he's had recently have been pretty high quality. And then we've also got a show announced Mutiny. On April 10th, and on the poster, uh, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor been advertised. Uh, the interesting wrinkle here being that the day before, April 9th, is the Sumo Hall show where the winner of the New Japan Cup will be having their IWGP title shot. So a few of us thought, well, if that show's April 9th and this taking's April 10th, then I guess O'Connor and Cobb 
will not be New Japan Cup winners because they won't be able to wrestle on both shows. But Chris Charlton points out that it is possible for them to be wrestling on both shows because when you fly from Japan to the US, you actually end up going back in time. That is correct. And uh, there's no quarantine. So it would be possible for Jeff Cobb potentially to be wrestling Okada in the main event at Zuma Hall and then flying over and doing this uh, taping on April 10th. Yeah. So if you're if you're Hulk uh, Hogan, you gain like like four days, don't you? <laughs> by doing that. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, another little tidbit, something uh, that was sent my way on Hiromi Takahashi's YouTube channel. There's a hour long documentary called Hiromi's Professionals Behind the Scenes at NJPW, where he basically followed Kenta Sato around for a few days and just getting a glimpse into the life of Kenta Sato, just being on the road and this little truck that he travels around with with all the other ring crew basically living out of this van um setting up the ring taking it down afterwards uh the the the, the little tidbits of refereeing like he's teaching one of the other referees on what's the the most impactful way like what angle to strike the mat to you know get that that big meaty one two three beat really right. really interesting stuff so if you are a person who likes a little taste of reality and seeing what it's like behind the scenes, I would strongly recommend you check out Hiromi's Professionals behind the scenes at NJPW. You might like it too, Damon. It's a I would love interesting. that. It's a step away from you know the glitz and the glamour of the the wrestlers and the matches and the bright lights. It's it's all for sort of quiet and understated and happening before the shows and after the shows. And uh, as Kenta pointed out, it's it's a different world. Like the world that we see when the cameras start rolling is completely different and separate to his world of, of doing that really important backstage work. So yeah, strongly recommend watching that one. Yeah. I love that shit. I'll tell you what I knew, um, former ECW referee, Mike Keener. And, uh, he told me a story before of him, you know, he was driving that fucking ring truck for ECW and they would have these shows that, you know, they're driving from, you know, we'll just say Maryland down to like Alabama and then back up to North Carolina. Like, they're putting in some fucking miles. And again, keep in mind, building's got to be set up before, you know, before any show goes on. Ring's got to be set up, all that shit. So they got to get there beforehand and make sure everything's set. And, you know, if it's something even more extravagant, like a TV taping or a light setup or, or the, you know, uh, announcer's table set up. So, yeah, it's a hard life. And they're not, it's, it's not like he's making a million dollars doing this or a million yen. Whatever you want to uh, train or uh, convert to, yeah, he's not making a ton of money doing that. So yeah, kind of do like the 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 grimy how how things get made thing. That's good. I, I yeah yeah I definitely will check that out. All right, let's move on then to the anniversary show. So this anniversary. was Duran Duran <laughs> new singles. Great. Okay, anniversary. I was waiting all day to do that to you. Oh. Good. You want to do the full song? I have to check this one out. So uh, yeah, anniversary. It's very, very well. It's like a little homage to their beginnings, and the video is pretty great too. So they have all these celebrity impersonators at this party. Um, it's really fucking cool, uh, and they have uh, people that look like them in like 1982 performing the song on stage while they're watching at the party. It's really a fucking cool video. Um, Yes, Duran Duran, anniversary off the great album Future Past, and hopefully they're touring soon. I, you know, I've never met Simon Le Bon, never, and I got to make that happen. I got to meet him. 
Got to find a way. Somebody pull some strings for me. I got to fucking meet Simon LeBon before he croaks. <sighs> and I croak. We both croak together, holding hands. How about that? Singing anniversary. Now that's the way to go. All right. Sorry, Joe. Go ahead, please. <laughs> All good. Uh, actually, I forgot to ask you. I would like an update on your meal situations. How, oh. how the hell have you been going? What have you been eating lately? Okay. Psst. Is this a full read or are we? Uh, yeah. Are we... Yeah. Let's okay. do the full okay, ad read for our sponsors. <laughs> fresh. Okay. Hey, uh, actually, Could really good. A good segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, uh, let me be the bearer of great news. Meals have been great. Uh, we had a coconut curry noodle soup that was – now, listen, you could you might expect, okay, maybe a little bland, maybe not spicy, maybe no kick. Maybe this was really fucking good, really good. Tonight, we, I believe we have some uh, tacos that are uh, are on the shelf ready to go. It was really great. It came in a box, it, the freezer pack in there. Everything was fresh. Uh, and they individualize the meal in individual bags. So again, there's no guesswork. It's not like, oh, where's the carrot? It's all, it's all there. Directions, everything. I can't I, look. So far, so good. And we saved a boatload of money uh, by using uh, the code VOW16. And if you go to HelloFresh.com, VOW16, you can save a boatload on your first orders. Uh, it, it was a, quite a significant savings. The meals are great. Uh, there's plenty of options for you. If uh, Again, vegetarian options. There's um, calorie counting options. Uh, and again, simple. Uh, we can if, if we're having success with it and we're able to make these meals and they're delicious. Like, when am I ever going to make a fucking coconut curry soup? But it was great. I'm telling you, it was great. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Put in that code. VOW16, and uh, what is it? Up to 16 free meals, right? Uh, and three free gifts, if I'm not mistaken. It's great value. Um, you're going to cut down on waste. You Leftover. And here's the thing, too. Uh, speaking of leftovers, um, so the package that we got, we got maybe a little bit extra because I'd like to have a little bit something, something. Uh, I just, I had a bowl uh, at lunch. I had a bowl at lunch. I had enough for to save over for a bowl for lunch today. Really good. Um, so you're not going to go hungry. One, two, everything's fresh. Everything's delivered to your doorstep. I don't. I don't know, man. I can't think of anything easier. And again, HelloFresh.com/slash/VOW16. Put in the code VOW16. Get the discount now while you can. If you listen, I know you've been thinking about it. I know you hear us talking about it all the time. Now's the time to do it because I don't know how long this this code is going to last, but let me tell you something, McDonald household, we're on board with HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com, thank you, and thank you. Outstanding. Okay, let's go back to this uh, anniversary event then. So I'm not going to break it down match by match, just sort of general thoughts on it. <laughs> We've got this fantasy you sort of rotating camera gimmick, uh, like a sort of lower quality version of The Matrix, like 20 years too late. Uh, Kevin and Chris drinking curry-flavored soda, which mm. I would quite like to try. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of new faces, returning faces, looking at people like Minoru Tanaka, who's still looking in tremendous shape. I was you know, wondering whether he might be worth a punt for 
best of the Super Juniors this year, just to get some fresh faces in. I thought the Strong Hearts match was really, really great against uh, Suzuki Goon. I would love to see more work with Strong Hearts and, and Glate in general. I think that would really freshen things up, particularly the junior division. And Desi did keep talking about it, about wanting to wrestle El Lindemann. So I hope they do something with that. I would even strap up uh, Strong Hearts for the uh, Never Six Man titles. I think that would be great fun. Yeah. So really want to see more of them. Um, what else do we get? Shiro Koshinaka, of course, uh, making a little cameo in a, a special 10-man tag match and some fun, interesting interactions with uh, Hiromu and he. So Hiromu, of course, in many people's eyes, the, the ace, current ace of the junior division. Not in mine, because the correct current ace of the junior division is El Desperado. But Hiromu's mm-hmm. a big star nonetheless, and, and Shiro Koshinaka being... Was he the first IWGP junior heavyweight Was he champion? the first? Yeah, I think he was. And I believe he was Liger's first match. Fun fact. That's mm-hmm. Um, the heavy tag champions against the junior tag champions that was pretty fun and main event we got in people like uh, Yoshiaki Fujiwara and Tatsumi Fujinami in there so just a, a, nothing really to write home about no matches that I would say you've got to go out of your way to see but just a, a sort of nice fun event breezy watch uh, nothing really stood out to me but I guess it was more about the, the sense of occasion and um the auspicious occasion of it being the 50th anniversary and having these famous faces back in the ring and, and taking the opportunity to step back and celebrate uh, 50 years of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what it was, right? And that's what that's what it was in a nutshell. I can't really say that, just like you said, I can't really say that anything is going to stand out in my mind as, wow, what a what a fucking blow away match. What a, but um, you know what it, like in a more subdued and a less hokey and a more pay some respect you know it's you know how like when back in the day you would watch those those retro raws and you would kind of get that little nudge of ah it's kind of like after they beat it to death the idea but like the first time they did it or the second time you could just it was it it is kind of scratches that nostalgia itch um look again these guys are in tremendous shape and for the age that they're clocking in, they look fantastic. They can move and they're mobile. I, again, this is a celebration, and I don't want to be the wet blanket. I don't want to be a wet blanket. Don't want to. I'm good with not seeing a lot of these guys ever in a wrestling ring again. Um, the main event, though, did have this weird sense of, at least for me anyway, I don't even think weird is the word for it, but it did have this sense of history like laid out before you. Like there was one shot where you saw everybody in the ring. I was just like, okay, this is pretty fucking cool. Um, Again, I'm trying, I feel like I'm I'm clutching at straws trying to find like, what were the highlights matches? And I really don't know if I have one. There's really nothing that came out of it. That was anything newsworthy. Was there? I didn't miss anything. Um, no, my biggest takeaway was strong hearts being really good, and that was it. Well, they've they've done nothing but favors for themselves in sticking around. You know what I mean? Like like of of anybody pa- pandemic wise who has made the most of their opportunities, it's them. I think um, so. I would have no problem, just like you described. Like you know, some never six man. Sure, that'd be fun. I think right, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but but overall, good show, but not a you know it's not like a, a great pro wrestling show, um, and and to me, 
have there been better anniversary shows? Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, but that being said, it 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 scratched the nostalgia itch, at least for me, anyway. Like, I don't know how new fans are going to be. Like, are would new fans be sitting there captivated by the fact that you know Tatsumi Fujinami's in the fucking ring? No. Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean. I just don't think. I just and and again, that's not what this show is for. It's for the old timers and the people who have fucking been with this promotion since you know the eighties, nineties, and even going back and watching shit and appreciating what they brought to the table. But like, like if you're a New Japan fan that kind of got on board in the past four years, I uh, I don't know. It's kind of like I don't know. Like you respect them, you know that they they accomplished something, but. Like I don't know if people get that juiced up for it. So this was this was a show for old timers. Ah, finally, something for me. Good. I might have won over a few Noah fans. Who knows? <laughs> don't stop me. And I see these tweets of you. <laughs> just 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 joking around. And again, he's joking, everyone. Please. Uh I hope everyone's taking it late heartedly. Uh but boy, oh boy, I'm like, oh my god, this thing's getting re- uh, just all over the place. So, all right. So, you had a you had a New Year's resolution, Joel. Don't make me t- take the Twitter machine away from me. <laughs> no more, no more. Uh, something from the main event here. I thought maybe notable the fact that it was Suzuki who took the losing fall here, if I'm not mistaken. Would you read anything into that? The fact that also that Zack Sabre Junior was in this main event, which is a big spot for him, and the way he was speaking backstage, he sounds very, very confident that he's going to go through on this New Japan Cup. Um, and I know I only predicted him to go as far as the, the round of 16. But now I'm starting to rethink that. I'm starting to wonder if Zach might be a dark horse to go deeper. very deep in this tournament. Well, listen, he's got to get past Honma. And, he, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I tell you, he's got Oiwa first. And then he would most likely be facing Great Okan. That was the one where I thought Okan would just get his win back from the G1. But now, if he beats Okan, then he would have... Maybe Sonata or Osprey next. Who I could, I could see him beating those, and then semi-final against Shingo. He could, he could win that. He could make it all the way to the final. Who knows? He can go deep. Um, did I think? I don't know. I mean, in hindsight, now that you mention it, it might be weird. Not weird, but you know, might be something where they are at least in people's eyes don't want him taking a fall in any match because maybe they do have bigger plans for him. Yeah. Um, I think he goes deep. I think I, 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 you know, I still thought he was going to go deep. Um, he probably will. I don't know if he makes the you know, semifinals, but he's going to go deep. That's for sure. Watch him lose. Let's move on to uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the day one of the New Japan Cup in uh, the same venue, Nippon Budokan. Attendance uh, measly two thousand and seven. Is that a worry? Dave? Um. I don't know what building restrictions they had. Did they have? Did they have building restrictions? I don't know. Um, uh, it, not boy, that would justify those sorts of numbers. Uh, it was two thousand and seven. I, I think yeah, Jay Michael shared it. It was the lowest in Nippon Budokan since the pandemic hit. So the highest was. Uh, I'm just sort of looking through these numbers now. Uh, I think it was actually that Noah show with Muto against. Goshiyazaki that got four thousand one hundred ninety six. Mm. Uh, 
Okada against Cobb in the G1, the G1 night 18 to 2088. Uh, so that was the next lowest. And yeah, this one is below that with Okada and Despi. Well, so, aside no, from the. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, listen, Despi's not a draw. It's obvious, all right? <laughs> um, look, aside from that match, was there anything particularly. I mean, I'd cut kind of if I'm wrong, but when you were reading off that lineup, there were a lot of groans coming from. From these microphones that we have yeah. in front of us, right? Well, Yujiro Takahashi was in the, the semi main event, so right. maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, interestingly, out of all these uh, pandemic Budokan shows, uh, El Desperado has main evented three of them. Mm-hmm. So there's the Best of Super Juniors final from the 11th of December 2020 against Hiromu, the anniversary show last year against Ibushi, and yeah, this show against Okada. So uh, I'm, we must protect Despi at all costs. From- so what you're saying is, is Desperado and Mitsuharu Masawa are one and the same, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. that is exactly what I'm saying. And you can quote that right. and say that I said it. Right, um, sure, thanks. Okay, well, let's get into some of the matches then. So first of all, we had Sima defeating Takamichi Noku in 9 minutes 48. I thought this was really, really good. Me too. Great Me showcase too. of Sima, and I want to see him going deep. I want to see him getting that match with Okada, which I... I assume it will be Okada on the other side of the bracket, but uh, I, I think Sima can beat Kanemaru. I, I don't think the company will have any problems with that. The one that's a big question mark would be a potential match with Goto, because seeing as Goto is a tag championship, tag champion, and most likely Goto will be beating Sima, but I would really want to see Sima versus Okada, just based on what I saw today. Right? If he can do this with Taka, and no disrespect to Taka, I think Taka is a really uh, underrated wrestler, just because you don't see him very often. We sometimes forget how good he is, and he was really crisp here. And I just thought this was a very, very fun match. And, and again, every time I see Strong Hearts, I want to see more of them. Yeah. I tell you, Takamichinoku, he, to, to talk about a guy who is also making the most of his opportunities. I mean, look, I, we joked about it last week in our brackets. And even you were like, it's Takamichinoku. You know, <laughs> like, like he's not winning this match. No matter what you say to him, he's not winning. And I tried to, to make the argument, but okay, fine. He didn't win. Uh and he's not winning any match he's in, it feels like, uh, tag or otherwise. I thought the match was really good. I really did. Um, I don't know. It Maybe I'm all out of my mind here. But to me, this felt a little bit like less New Japan and more Dragon Gate. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, okay. I felt that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a nice little change of pace, sprinty, good, you know. You know, under 10. Perfect. I really enjoyed it. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, of course, is injuries to Hiroshi Tenzan and mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi, who are out of the New Japan Cup. So uh, a lot of the Ibushi stands sort of squawking, like, ah, we told you he was injured and you made fun of you us. You didn't know shit. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, are we bad people for assuming it was a work, Damon? Oh, business of professional wow. wrestling. Yeah, where... yeah, yeah. Every yeah, yeah. I cried when Ric Flair got pile driven by by uh, by Terry Funk, and he's just sitting there in a neck brace. Come on, I guys. Mean, have you seen this photo of Tanahashi's arm? He's really hurt. I'm not sure he can work the G1. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, I mean, look. If he's hurt, look at the at the last minute. They do a physical, and he's not ready to go. It's not like they're dragging him out by the hair and saying, get the fuck in the ring. No. He's, he, he he was booked to be in the tournament up until 
the time where it was time to wrestle. And I'm sure, listen, did they, did they feel he was in good working health? Yes. Did he do an interview saying, oh, it's not, I'm not 100%. Yes. Are there wrestlers right now in that new Japan cup that are probably worse off than Kota Ibushi wrestling? Probably. And not telling anybody that's pro wrestling. People, people work hurt all the fucking time. Um, I, I look, I appreciate the fact that you're very concerned about a, a pro wrestler's health. Great. Fine. But it's, again, it's not like New Japan's dragging him out there. You know, when it, the, the bell's about to ring, they made a decision. Okay. You're not healthy enough to compete. You're out. That, that's that. I would have more problem if, if again, they, they forced the hand and forced the issue and said, okay, you're, you know, you're hurt. You're working anyway. That, that wasn't the case. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't even see what the problem is. Yeah, so to all those fans, even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Uh, so enjoy your nuts. Uh, and let's talk about the nuts. second match. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, thank you. Uh, Yoshihashi defeats Tomaki Homa in 9.45. This is a match that on paper, you know, if you were say, presented with a Yoshihashi Tomaki Homa match in like 2018 or 2019, you'd be like, ugh, this is going to stink. But when it was announced in the bracket this year, I thought this is going to be great because... Uh, Honma, you know, for all the, the stick that we give him, he does not miss in these matches. He's still got that crowd connection. He can still lay out a, a compelling match, given his limitations. He, he can present his strengths, which is, you know, he can hit people. He can take and, uh, and absorb strong strikes from other people. And his matches are always very dramatic and compelling just because of his selling and his sort of facial expressions and things like that. And Yoshihashi now got this edge to him, this nasty side where he can be a bit more ruthless and show that cutting edge and i really like this one yeah it's amazing how he does it i mean he is a, a bit of a houdini making magic happen like, i mean not for nothing if, if, if anybody's worried about hurt wrestlers performing in a g1 can i present to you Holma? <laughs> my god uh yeah he finds a way to make it happen this wasn't bad and it, look, and again, what we're looking at on paper, at least, is the fact that, yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not mobile, and yet he finds ways to make it happen. I'm not saying this was the greatest match on earth. I'm not even saying this was very good. I think it was better than it, better than I expected, which is always pleasant. I mean, I'm always pleasantly surprised by that. Uh, I think this is a good match, and I, I mean, and and to get that in a singles match. With looking at it on paper, well, I'll take that every fucking day of the week. And, uh, you know, not for nothing. So now, you know, we're a couple matches into the show. Not a bad show right now, right? Not bad. Yeah, I always enjoy these shows a lot where it's all tournament matches. Like when they double up the best of Super Juniors World Tag League because they're always quick. Nothing outstays its welcome. And they, have, they sort of mix them up. Everything is a little bit different. The finishes are a bit different. You get some unexpected finishes. Uh, so our third match here was Hiroki Goto defeating Yuji Nagata in 12:37, and and again, like Yuji Nagata is a guy who we know his best years are behind him, and he's going to get a, a, a handful, you know, single digits. You could probably count on one hand the number of high-profile single matches he's going to have in a year, but he always makes the most of them, and they're always something you look forward to. You're like, oh, great, we're going to see Nagata in action here, and you savor it, and it's always enjoyable watching the you know the grizzled veterans going out there. He is probably out of that generation, the one who's most capable of high-level wrestling work. And, yeah, again, I thought this was a, a really enjoyable match. Yeah, again, guys 
and go to pardon the pun can still go. Uh, both guys can. It's a. Uh, I think what makes it special though is the fact that it is New Japan Cup. Like I don't know if I would be as. I think what makes uh, this better than it would be in any other scenario is that every match means something, right? So when you get those near falls, they mean something. Like, it's who goes on. Um, they're fighting for something and not just getting a win. It's getting a win and moving on in a tournament. Um, yeah, and everyone's got their pickums as well, so, they, you know, they want to be correct, so you're invested in it as a viewer. Yeah. So that, I mean, 2,000 people, okay, it was noticeable, I'm not going to lie, but... I think I think the guys in the ring really did everything in their power to to squeeze in their and, and again there's we're squeezing in a lot of fucking matches here, right? Um, they made their ten minute shot. I thought they did well. Okay, uh, the next match was Jeff Cobb defeating Togi Makabe eight minutes ten. Uh, nothing really remarkable about this. I suppose my biggest takeaway was that Makabe took about five or six flat back bumps for Jeff Cobb which shows, to me at least, the level of respect that he has for Jeff Cobb and, and how the company views him. So, hmm. again, he was speaking very confidently uh, backstage and also on Twitter, saying that he's going to win the whole thing. I still think he's going to be the winner. Uh, a lot of people do as well. I, I think he's, according to Chris Samsa's brackets competition that he's got going, the most popular pick for winning the New Japan Cup. And, yeah, Togi Makabe took a lot of bumps with this guy. I mean, we sit here every time there's a singles match or even in tag matches, and the, again, the running joke with him is how many bumps is he going to take? The reason being is, is because, you know, if you pick the under, you're you're usually spot on. You're walking away. You're cashing your ticket. Uh, so the fact that Makabe is bumping more than three, four, five times in a match, does that does mean something, right? Again, and, and here's the thing: it's this is not just because he's a you know an older gentleman. Uh, you know he is the unchained gorilla, right? He is a tough guy. That's his gimmick. You know, probably more more strength and guts than brains. He's a he's a he's a, he's a tough guy. He's taking six bumps. He doesn't take six bumps. For anybody, right? Jeff Cobb, he's taking those bumps. That is that is significant. And again, sharp watchers of this product know that, and they pick up on that, and they see that, and they are like, okay, something's up. It feel it feels like something is up. Um, so yeah, good for Jeff Cobb, man. Finally, finally putting all the pieces together. I feel like you know he he'll go deep. He'll go deep. I will he look. I mean, he was my pick to win. So and and it looks like. Everyone's on the same boat. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be there. I would not be surprised. Then we had Tai Chi defeat Toriano in 6.25. Yeah. You're making a sound there. I mean, 6 minutes 25 is the perfect length for it is. Toriano match. There, and there, at least there were no stupid KOPW gimmick stipulations. There was what I can only uh, interpret as a shout out to you with the, the line from, I think it was Chris Charlton saying, 10 pounds of Yano in a five pound bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which really made me chuckle. And I again, I enjoyed this because there's stakes to it. There's high stakes because I want Tai Chi to go deep in this tournament. I've really got in my bracket this Tai Chi Okada match, which I think is going to be great. And I want to see it. But of course, there's always a fairly good chance that you're going to lose when you go up against Toriano in a tournament. 
I remember thinking Ocon would beat him easily in last year's cup and Ocon lost. So there is always great peril when wrestling against Toriano in these tournaments, which I, I suppose is to New Japan's credit that they, they are able to keep you on your toes like that. So I was genuinely worried that Taichi was going to lose. Uh, I, I did laugh at the moment where Toriano depanced Taichi and he's like covering up like, oh no, <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my trunks. And then him just laying Yano out at the end with his Hakuho elbow, just fucking great. That's one of my favourite moves in wrestling. And I like that he finished him with that and didn't have to use the Black Mephisto. And yeah, I was I was on the edge of my seat for this one, David. I'm not going to lie. I was scared that Yano was going to lose and I was very happy when Taichi won. Okay. Uh, granted, I'll, I'll, I'll concede those points to you. Ch- just humor me if you could. Um, of the six minutes, right, how many of those minutes included a large bluish trash bag? <laughs> I don't know, at least three. I wasn't okay. counting. Okay. So I guess not that I would want to see it. Trust me, I would not. I, I, I Give me the pinfall any day of the week. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can only suspend my disbelief to a certain degree. How How is there not some disqualification going on here? Right? Am I, am I nitpicking at this point? Am I being a, a nitpicker? Yeah, look, when Yellow's involved, I just leave common sense at the door. Okay. All right, fine. I, I, like, like uh, for a minute, okay, great. Two minutes, okay, you're pushing. Uh, yeah, like more than half the match, this fucking trash bag is in there. They're suffocating each other. They're pinning each other. They're hitting each uh, Come on. Uh, I can't. <sighs> uh, whatever. It was fine. You enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Thank you. Uh, then we had Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Yo. In 1650, which is again another really interesting change of pace, more of a sort of mat wrestling and then sort of the fundamentals kind of match. And a, a bit like the Tanahashi Sanada match, it felt like Tanahashi sort of wrestling a younger version of himself and sort of little throwbacks to Muto and, and the moves that he made famous. And it was just interesting watching that little story of Yo. Sort of trying to pick up on all of Tanahashi's little moves and tricks and stuff and, and those strategies and then just getting outsmarted by the veteran at the end and Tanahashi getting sort of pushed to the limit as Yo started to get the advantage and then uh, Tanahashi having to use his power as a heavyweight over the junior to, to get the edge at the end. Um, yeah, I thought this was a very good match. Yeah, the, the best compliment I can give is there were moments... And it, it wasn't like I was jumping out of my seat in anticipation of a three count. But there were little tastes of, oh, my God, Yo might pull this out. Like, I don't know about yeah. you. Did you get that feeling at all? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, I was just relieved that they let Yo have a wrestling match. Right. That's true, too. Right. What, right. Um, Not involved in House of Torture stuff. Right. I was just like, okay. You know, then I'm starting to overthink it. Then I'm starting to be, you know, overanalyzing Damon. Just sitting here like, uh, okay, Tanahashi, he might not want to do five matches in a fucking, you know, New Japan Cup or four matches or whatever. And maybe, you know, maybe this is the break for Yo. And, all you know, all this shit is going through my head, you know, just trying to. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. 
until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network talk me into the fact that he's got a shot and 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 here's the thing the that closing stretch helped right it definitely helped so i mean that's the best compliment i can give i mean because on paper, I don't think many people head to head would be like if you took everybody's. I, I want to take the New Japan Cup element out of it. I just think seeing Hiroshi Tanahashi and Yo on a piece of paper and and, and you're pick the winner. I, I would tend to think that ninety ninety five percent of the people are going to circle Hiroshi Tanahashi's name as the winner. And the fact that there were moments where I was doubting that is 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 fun. Actually, it's it's it, that's that's fun pro wrestling to me. Yeah, that's what makes New Japan Cup one of my favorite times of the year because you know you, you do get the odd upset in the G one, but that evens itself out at the end of the day. Right. But having a single elimination tournament, there's always something a bit special about that, and, and an extra layer of excitement to that because you can always get those upsets, and big names can be. Eliminated at the drop of a hat. Yep. Uh, so then our semi-main event was Tetsuya Naito defeating Yujiro Takahashi in 80 minutes, 11 seconds. Now, normally I would balk at having a 20-minute Yujiro semi-main event, but I felt really? it was justified in this instance because because <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the story, the backstory between these guys as former tag partners, as team No Limit. And 
it was a match that I've been looking forward to for a long time and we kept getting jipped out of for various reasons. Like they were supposed to have it in the G1 last year, but they didn't because, of course, Naito got injured. So we had a story going into this one. And I I, I hate to say it, Go ahead. but House of Torture, I'm enjoying more Ooh. of their matches than I'm hating this year. I think they're getting better. I think that they are getting a bit more creative with their finishes. And I'm finding the matches where the babyface wins to be really satisfying and enjoyable. And I loved the bait and switch here. Uh, so backstage after the anniversary show, Yudro was saying, you know, Naito's my old tag partner. So that's why uh, out of respect for him, there's going to be no interference, no shenanigans here. And of course you're like, yeah, okay. Okay, Yudro, of course it is. And then House of Torture boys come up and start beating up Naito. And you're like, oh, here we go. And then Yudro doing like the little tease of the face. And no, I want to beat him by myself one-on-one. You guys step back. I can handle this. And then immediately punching Naito in the balls. That awesome. was great. It was, it was so good. And I really chuckled at that. And then him getting the, the pop-up kick to the balls. And the I thought the finish was excellent. It was so well executed. Like Naito, since he's come back, he's just seemed better than he was before the injury. He just seems a lot crisper. And smoother, so I know there's the, the narrative that he's broken down old man, but he really has been excellent since his return. And yeah, this was a really fun match, and I, I, I another House of Torch match that I enjoyed. Wow, look at you! Look at you breaking, breaking them all. Oh, Cheryl's going for work. Um, I mean, look, let's, let's be fair here as well. If a House of Torch match is bad, I will shit on it. Like the Yo Show match, I fucking hated that a right. few weeks ago, but when it's good, I will say it's good, and I, I thought this was fun. Okay, fair enough. Can I ask you, do you actually enjoy it or do have you resigned to the fact that you don't want to hate it anymore because it is what it is? It could be that. It could be Stockholm Syndrome, as someone pointed out on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm finding them sort of veering into love-to-hate territory rather than just being completely irredeemable. Because it is exhausting to hate it as much as we hated it, right? Yes, but I have I always have a really good time cheering against them. And there have been several instances in the, this podcast over the past year or whatever where there, uh, the, there have been matches where the babyface has won and I've been really, really into it just because of all the, the bullshit that House of Torch usually serve. Like, what was the other one? There was a, a Jeff Cobb evil match in the G1, wasn't there, that had very high stakes to it. And I was... Yeah. Really, I was into the drama of that just because the House of Torture had been built up as these shitbag heels who ruin all the matches that they take part in. So that when yeah, the babyface does win, I'm I'm into it. Look at you! I could I could I could get a time machine. I could take you back to 1987 and rock and roll express music hits. You'd be screaming, <laughs> Ricky Robert. Ah, oh, love it. That's good. Look at you. Um. I will say this, that, again, maybe it's because I've been beaten with the bat so many times that now the bat gives me some pleasure. Uh, You are correct in that, in my mind, I am like, good, that motherfucker, that motherfucker lost. All right, great. You know what I mean? There is that element in my head. Which is preposterous, uh, if you think about it. But it's there, and I think there are a ton of people that are. And maybe it's just because we're just like, okay, that loss means they're they're devaluing House of Torture, right? Maybe that's how we're 
we're correlating losses in the ring to maybe we don't have to see this shit anymore. Maybe that's it. Um, but I do find myself with a smile on my face and maybe a little fist pump of, all right, cool. He fucking lost. I don't have to deal with, you know, and maybe it's subconsciously I have been, again, spoon fed the constant bullshit. And now that I see, as Kevin Kelly described, the, uh, the the chicanery backfiring. And the baby faces firing up. Maybe, maybe a guy in pro wrestling for 30 some odd years might have a fucking point. Might have a point. Score one for the House of Torture fans. Um, let's move on then to the main event, which was Kazuchika Okada defeating El Desperado in 26 21. Oh, I thought this was outstanding. I thought yeah. this is match of the year, a bona fide match of the year candidate. And just seeing them in the ring at the start and the, the height difference between them and even Despy having a little chuckle at that about how outmatched he was. But then him sort of going to his basics and his game plan, he's just like a little terrier, isn't he? He's the smaller dog in the fight and he knows it. But he would, he would grab hold of that leg and, and twist it and turn it and kick it and stamp on it, do whatever he can, like that tenacity to try and uh, overcome that physical disadvantage. I just thought this was so good. Like the 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 strikes they were laying in, like you could hear the crowds, the way they re- reacted when they could see those you know big bruises and, and welts appearing on the, the chest of Okada. The back and forth sequences were so good. The the, the bit with the drop kick into the was it a, a dragon screw? I think yeah. counter just so so smooth. Um, just really outstanding stuff. Like the, the drama that they created, they sucked me into it. And I knew that Desperado was going to lose, but they got me. And that, you know, when he hit that first uh, pinche loco and he sort of rolled in and going for the second one, I was like, oh my, he's actually going to beat him. So full credit to Okara and Despi for managing to suck me in. So one, let's throw flowers at Despi, who has just taken this junior division by the balls, if, if you <laughs> forgive me the phrase. And it's just owning it. He just, he looks like the ace of that division. He's going out there and having killer matches with everyone from Master Wato to Kazuchika Okada. And his, just his growth, his development, his confidence is just sky high right now. So I can't say enough good things about Destiny. But Okada, I don't even know how this is possible. It seems to me like he's improved. This, I think this run, this 2021 run of looking at these matches with Shingo, and Osprey and Naito and Despi. This this is an all time run, Damon. This I think is up there with his very very best work. I think this is his best work, and just this new. I wouldn't even call it a new persona, but he just he seems to have this extra layer of, of anger and arrogance. Like he's like he feels like these people don't belong in the same ring as him, and he's carrying himself with an extra swag. He just, he looks like a king, and he's looking at his opponents like you do not belong in the same ring as me. It's like that moment towards the end of the match where he had Despy in the money clip, <clears throat> excuse me, and he let him go. I was like, okay, come on then. You're, you're, the, you're the big junior champ. You're a champion. Come on, get up. You, you want to you, you have a rainmaker? Have a rainmaker. And it's just sort of picking up his lifeless body and, and lariating him. I just thought that was such tremendous character work just from this dickhead, this bully. But you can't help but sort of admire and root for him just because he's so fucking good at pro wrestling. 
and that little exchange where uh, Despi's laying into them, and Carter just screams in his face and just drop kicks him, sends him flying across <laughs> the ring. Right. It was so good. I love this match, David. What did you think of it? Outstanding match. And here's the thing: these the anniversary shows where they they showcase you know the junior champion and the heavyweight champion, they're always really good. I thought this was great. There is such a difference. And and let's be clear here. We are March 2nd, mind you. Um, here's what's happening. And, and if you're not tuning in right now, you're missing the, the snowball rolling down the fucking hill. That's exactly what you're missing right now. Because the snowball is at the top of the mountain. And it's rolling. And it's collecting some snow. And we're about to hit a steep, steep part of this fucking hill. Come on board. What we have right now is the guy in the top spot, in the main events, putting on matches of the year every time he steps out there. What we have now is a guy who's gearing up, getting himself ready, putting up a nice little resume for G1 which is right around the corner and Japan opening up strap in because you've paid your dues, new Japan pro wrestling fans. And guess what? It's happening right in front of your eyes right now. The beginning, the beginning of a, not only a Renaissance in new Japan, but in that man's career. Like, this will go down. Here's my hot take. This will go down as a more important title run than the historic, you know, uh, consecutive wins. To me, this this title reign right now is a, a man who's hopped off a sinking ship and is single-handed. He's supermanning. A, a sinking ship from capsizing and tipping over. Like, the main events are great again. Like, you can watch a New Japan show and be guaranteed that main event is going to be awesome. I saw reports from people that were there. Frazier, our, our, our friend, who, who was in attendance. Love and life. Best main event I've seen in, 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 in live in, in I don't know how long. He's 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 happier. He's happier than a pig and shit. He's fucking loving life again. He's back on board. It's and it's these things that will spread, Joel. Trust me, it will because it happens all the time. Where now we're talking about it. Now we're talking about it. Okay. Now more people are talking about. It. You got to see this fucking match. You got to watch this fucking show. Yeah. Oh, yes. He sure is loving life. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, distracting me there. Um, yes. Let it be known that kids, Snowball is rolling down the hill. And you're there for it. You're there for it. You've earned it. Hang in there because it's only going to get better. Yeah, I'm, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I'm imagining that part in... Return of the King, where Aragorn, King Aragorn, standing there, and then the gates of Mordor open, and all the monsters and trolls and orcs come running out. 
that is that is where we're setting off in New Japan. So Okada, here's Aragorn, and then as the, the gates of Japan open up and all these challengers come running in, and he's just like, come on, motherfuckers, I'll take you all on by myself. Uh, he's the great man. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he is. And here's the thing. Doesn't it feel comforting? Doesn't it feel right? Like, doesn't it feel like, okay, I can put up with shit on an undercard. Don't give a fuck. And and even that'll get better. Trust me. That'll you know. And and then and, and, and there's good shit sprinkled in. Him on top in a main event. Look, uh, Luis. Uh, no, sorry. Let's go with uh, Morning Progress. Says there's been a lot of talk about Hiromu doing more with the heavyweights, but do you think Despi made a case for his own move with last night's match with Okada? I mean, fine. I think you could slot Despi into the heavyweights tomorrow, and he'd be a success. But let's let his junior ace run breathe a bit. I think he's got a lot more legs to it, and there's plenty more people for him to be working with, and he's calling out people from other promotions. So I don't want to – just this, the second he's had a great match with the card, I say, okay, let's move him up to heavyweight. I'm enjoying him as a junior, and I think he should stay as a junior for the time being. I'll tell you what. I think that would really hurt the junior division. It really would. I, I'm not in a rush um, to to – to pop him in heavyweights just to pop him into heavyweights. Uh, look, I, I've thought about this many times, and I've gone back and forth a little bit, but there are times where I'm just like, oh, I'm so over the fact that there is this line in the sand with junior heavyweights, and people should just be wrestling people um, in 2022. Um, but I do go back and forth with it. So um, I'm not in a rush to make him a heavyweight. I'm really not. I mean, listen, if they did do that, I wouldn't complain because the guy can fucking ha- hang with every, anybody. But I just hate the idea of juniors being less than and all that stuff. And now we got to graduate to heavyweight. It's just why? Because he had, he added like five pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just makes no sense. Like, and, and, and yet a guy like Trent Beretta is a fucking junior heavyweight. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to graduate to a heavyweight. He's a fucking, he's fucking taller than half the heavyweights. Uh, whatever. All right, so there's my there's that rant. Yeah, so I thought a really good show overall. Uh, Louis says, I was worried about the quality of the matches after this first round of matches, oh, so this first night round of matches. I'm sure it set a good pace for the upcoming shows. Or am I wrong to think the whole New Japan Cup might not deliver? I mean, I, I do have my reservations about some of the upcoming nights and matches. I mean, let's see what we've got here. So Sunday in Fukushima... In terms of the cup matches, we have Yuta Nakashima against Hanare, Oiwa against ZSJ, Bushi against Osprey, which looks pretty solid. I think that'll be fun. And then on Monday in Ota, we have cup matches of Chase Owens against Jado, Taguchi against Evil, Hiromu against Sho, and Ishii against Shingo. Ishii against Shingo, I'm sure, will deliver. Those other three. I think Hiromu and Sho will deliver. Yeah. You don't think that'll deliver? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure show has quite grown into this House of Torture Come thing Come on, yet. Mr. House of Torture. Well, I think Yujiro and Evil and Dick Togo are more comfortable with it at the moment than show is. That's, that's how I'm feeling right now. But yeah, we'll see. And uh, Then Wednesday, cup matches. We're moving on to the second round. So that will be what we've got. Master Watto against Okada. Ooh, that will be tasty. Yeah. <laughs> We'll really see what we got with Master Wata at that yeah. point when he's got his big singles match with Okada. Uh, then it will be Dick Togo against Goto. That's got to be a Goto win, right? Come on, please. Yeah, yeah. 
Kanemaru against Sima. So, yeah, I mean, not all the cards are going to be stacked like this one with eight back-to-back tournament matches that just breeze by and in a lot of cases over-deliver. So there's going to be some that are rough, but I think overall I'm looking forward to the rest of the tournament. I thought they started off really strong and I think it's going to be pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I agree. Um, And again, keep in mind, when you have doubts, just remind yourself that we are in a tournament and every win matters. So if there's anything to hang your hat on, there's that. Mike says, have you been watching Lions Raw? Who's shown the most potential so far? Do you think any of them will make a mark in Japan? I have been watching it religiously. It's appointment viewing for me. I I really love Lions Raw. So most recent episode, uh, talking about when the there's a, the latest wave of lockdown struck and how that affected everything. Um, I just, I, anything that's a behind the curtains look at whatever facet of New Japan, whether it's the Farley Dojo or Kenta Sato on the road setting up the ring, I'm into it. Uh, in terms of picking out someone who I think will make a mark, again, I've said it before, I'm looking at Michael Richards. I want to see him getting a second bite of the cherry because I think he knows that he dropped the ball last time he was there and he is desperate. He's so hungry to, to make up for that. So if he goes back, I think he's going to be one to watch. Uh, so, yeah, you haven't watched any Lions Raw yet, have you? You know what, I haven't, and I should, because just like you described, it is a behind-the-scenes thing. And I'm sure I would dig it. And they're short. They're not like an hour long, right? They're like 20 minutes long, yeah, it's right? 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, come on. i gotta, I got to be better than that. i got to check that out. Uh, have you seen the new sponsorship campaign with New Japan teaming up with Soy Rizzo? Uh, that's not the digital game. I, I saw that. Um, no, I'll, I'll send it to you. This right? is, this is, uh, what is what I can it's... I ask? What is soy Rita? What did you say? Soy Rita? Soy Rita. I think it's soy chorizo. Chorizo. All right, let's see here. I can't, I, you sent me another picture that is. Uh, that's that's a sponsorship <laughs> yes. I would want right there. Yowzas. Uh, this soy rizzo is the official food of the LA Dojo. And here it is. Uh, so it's meatless soy chorizo. Yeah. And Spannerhead says, after watching this ad, are you renaming yourself to the Soy Pajay cast? <laughs> so would these guys be now soy boys? I d- I've definitely been accused of being a soy boy before, haven't I? You have. I don't even know what that yeah. means, but yes. Um. Here's the thing. I have a I have a I, I, I have an issue with things that try to pass off as other things. Like I know that we can now make rice from cauliflower and we can make, you know, impossible burgers out of you know, and all meatless chicken and all this stuff. I look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the damage that it cause our planet. But I am, I just, I just cannot stomach, I can't get it down, things that aren't what they're supposed to be. Sorry. I just, uh, so listen, if, 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 if the soy meat product is rocking and, geez, look at this, <laughs> I got another things. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just trying to send David things and what's out to distract him that. He knows he can't react to. <laughs> I can't react to either of these. I can't react to either of these things. One is wow, and the other one is from a wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two people sent me things. Right. I'm not. We're not going to say who they are or what they sent, but you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you <laughs> and are. I take solace in the fact that you've t- 
totally rattled Damon. <laughs> yeah, you fucking rocked me. Good job, both of you. Uh, <laughs> wowzers. Um, yeah, hey, look. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking Oh, yeah, soy things. Uh, go for it, soy thing. You got a good little partnership with New Japan. Go for it. Um, it's a high protein, right, with the soy, right? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. Well, I, I'll try it, definitely. I'm, I'm Would you try it? When it comes to yeah. uh, okay, let's just do some more questions before we get out of here. Because um, right. Esther should be waking up soon and going to school. So when I start getting invaded... Then- how is school? Wait, before you ask, how, how is school for the little one? I think she's enjoying it. I mean, the, the drop-offs are a bit uh, upsetting for her because she doesn't like being left. She gets right. very angry. So, But the teacher just says, look, just say say goodbye with a smile on your face and turn around and leave and don't look back. So that's that's what we've been doing. Oh, it's been a bit uh, of upheaval for her because it's been me dropping her off, but this week uh, Mally's dropping her off because I've got to teach from home. So every time, Mally told me, every time the car pulls into the school, like the car park, she knows. and Esther recognises where she is, she starts crying. Not because oh. I not I think because she dislikes school, but she starts crying and going, Daddy, Daddy, because I think she's thinking it should be me dropping her off and not Mum. So I think it's ah. that change in the routine that's upsetting her rather than being in school. Like a few I've been really naughty, David. Like obviously because she's in the nursery at the school where I work, I have on occasions sort of sneaked over there and had a peek into the playground to see what they're Aww. up to, which I know I shouldn't do and I'm, I won't do it anymore. It's very bad because if she sees me, she, she will lose it. Yeah. But the times I have peeked in, she looks like she's been having fun. So Playing with kids, everybody having good Yeah, and she's a lot young, younger than the others. Like She's not even two years old yet. And all the other kids there are like three, three and a half. She's the youngest by like a good nine months or so. So I'm not wow. really expecting it. I'm, they all, start all school about- early. Don't they? Yeah, this is this is pre-nursery, and I know a lot of kids that age don't bother. But we thought it's free childcare, so why not? <laughs> yes, and I can't blame you. I think I think there's some there's lots of people in the United States that couldn't wait for their fucking kids to go back to, to school. Um, how are you making out with this though? Like, do you get a little lump in your throat? Nah, not at all. Nah, good. good she's, she'll be fine. Like. She she gets bored when she's at home with Dave because that's the alternative. She just stays at home with with Mally and Arthur, and I know that's not good for her either because she needs to be playing with other kids and learning stuff. And then when she goes in today, she's going to be having a, a Mandarin class. She's going to she's wow. got she get Thai classes, Mandarin classes. Uh, you know, of course she's it's, this is nursery, so it's not going to be anything particularly grueling. But just I just like the idea of her getting exposed to stuff like this and. We'll see what sticks. She comes back. She reads the Bible in Thai. <laughs> Wait, what? All right. Well, good for you. All right. So listener questions. One of my favorite things to do is answer your questions. Trust me. Uh, fire away, Joel. Uh, Bernie says, was the show with Noah a one-time thing? I don't know. It feels like it. It might be. Um, we keep Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I was doing a little snooping on, on our Twitter account. I'm not going to lie. I was doing a little snooping. Um, didn't, doesn't um, what's his, is it? Mark Pickering, what's his name? Yes, yeah, um, Mark Pickering. Yeah. He does the announcing no for another. Yeah, friend of the show, Mark Pickering. I should say. Yeah, big um, fan of our work. Probably yes. not a fan of my recent tweets, but, <laughs> but he liked our <laughs> Wrestle did, Kingdom Night Three episode. Yeah, I, I did see him. What uh, he's right, screenshotting this. Uh, good yeah, for him. he's a shoot fighter, so he could probably kill me with his bare hands. So I've oh, got no be careful. Doubt. Both of us at the same time. He would just fucking yeah. he'd rip off my arm and shove it up your ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what was my point? Uh, is it the last one? 
uh, again, a solid, I don't know, but it, you know, right now it does feel cold uh, and it doesn't feel like anything's really happening in, on that front. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't we have an all Japan joint show right around the corner? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, that'll be more of the yeah, same. So. Right? Lots of multi-man yeah. tag matches, tag match main events, but you just, if you manage your expectations going into them, you will have a good time. But yeah, I don't think we're going to be getting any dream singles matches with Noah, especially not with their new champion. All right. Well, let me ask you this, Mr. Noah guy, Mr. Noah Rattler. Um, would you rather see New Japan guys in, was it N1? Uh, or Noah guys in G1? Uh, Noah guys in G1. You'd rather see Noah guys in G1? Yeah. You wouldn't want to see like Okada, like three guys from New Japan hopping in their tournament? See well, how if they... it's that or nothing, then yeah, I would take that because I would like to see fresh matchups. Okay, but you'd rather see three guys from Noah popping over here. Yeah, if you could okay. give me that choice, I would take Kiyomiya. Uh, you can't pick Nakajima. the guys. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. You know, you, you, you're getting fucking dog food. <laughs> you're getting, yeah, no, forget that. Uh, okay. You be, you bed. Like, right. So on night <laughs> two, you're going to lose this guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm fucking not. <laughs> right. I'm packing my bags. See ya. Uh, okay. Now we know where you stand. All right. Uh, so there you go. There's your question. Uh, next, please. Uh, classic catches about a year ago. I asked if Hiromu Despi could main event a Wrestle Kingdom. So of course it's semi main mm-hmm. event, but classic catch wants to know could it main event a Wrestle Kingdom? A lot's changed since then. So I thought I'd ask it again. Is Hiromu versus Despi? a Wrestle Kingdom main event match at this point, especially if Despi keeps the belt all year? I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say you had a better shot last time than you do now. Hmm. Um, I don't think Hiromu's as strong as he was. Yeah, he's called off. He's called off. Yeah, Hiromu, I mean, uh, you know, Despi has, his stock has risen. I don't know if Hiromu's matched it. I don't know. I think he had a better shot last year. Uh, we've got a question about here on Control Your Narrative. Have you been following this new promotion? No, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. It seems, I could have this completely wrong, but it seems to be like this new independent US wrestling promotion, which is like a a safe haven for <laughs> cancelled wrestlers, basically. And I've seen like quotes from EC3 with these sort of alt-right Nazi dog whistles. What? I don't like what I've seen so far. I'm not really interested in digging into it, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but yeah, are you bullshitting? That's a, that's a no, real no, thing. No. Yeah, it's a, a, a thing for cancelled wrestlers to do their thing. I can't. I, I I'm genuinely not interested, so I haven't done that much reading it. But from I think Booze watched the first show, and apparently it's just like they can just freestyle it. They can just interrupt each other's matches, cut promos about whatever they want, whenever they want. So that was the question. It's called the rant room that they have where they can just say whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> so Spannerhead was asking which New Japan wrestler would love to be in the ramp room. Uh, Hardman can't say anyone from House of Torture. So there's a tweet here with EC3. I don't want to look at the tweet. I'm not interested in EC3 because the stuff that I, he said I thought was pretty disgusting. So, uh, wow. yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. I mean, look, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, somebody's got a lot of disposable income if they're going to put money into something like that. Lordy Lou. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I, I'm, I'm, that's a great question because I don't have an answer. 
Trust me, I don't. I will, I will say this. There's, is, this podcast is unlikely to become the super change of narrative podcast anytime <laughs> soon. Let's I, yeah, probably right. All right. Um, all right. Let's do a few more then. Uh, William says, with the seeds set for the COVID era of frustrating booking when Kenta attacked Naito at the end of Wrestle Kingdom back in 2020. Uh, yeah, do you think that was sort of a watershed moment where those sort of uh, antics would become more commonplace? Um, I mean, the heat in that building, and both Joel and I were sitting not right next to each other, but me, Cheryl, Joel, the heat was fucking tremendous, wasn't it? When he was walking back. Yes. I mean, yeah. like, like I've never seen Japanese fans rushing to the aisle to give him a earful. You know what I mean? And that was happening. Um, and it was perfect time because everyone was just, just, just erupted in jubilation. And then to have that, it was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> um, which again, great pro wrestling. I just, look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you flat out. No one knew anything. I mean, look at us. You know, like we didn't know how our lives were going to change. Um, so to, COVID booking is, you might as well just call it fly by the seat of your pants booking. Because they don't know even if the show is going to go on, let alone who's going to be there, who's going to test positive. It was just fucking, we just have to get through it. Like I, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to take that segment of time and just like, you know, Men in black, it I guess you know, and boom, instantly forget it. Um, well, I think you mentioned the crowd here. I think that was a, a salient point here because we have no idea in an alternate universe where this house of torture stuff, this evil turn happens in front of full crowds that are allowed to make noise. You might be getting nuclear heat for this, and it might come across way better than it does at the moment. Good. So good yeah. I think that's something worth thinking about. That the fact that crowds oh. cannot vocally react to this stuff has definitely hampered it and, you know, raises the question whether or not it was a good idea to do it in the first place or continue doing it when people can only like clap to show their disapproval. That's true. Uh, but I, I think with vocal crowds, it could have gone down very differently. That's, I think you're absolutely right on that in that, I mean, this is a, a thing to elicit reaction from a crowd who can't react, you know, or, except by clapping or being silent, like what or stomping their feet. Like what the fuck? Like that's that's a difficult thing to do. So they just went with it, and you know, again, they only had a handful of people that were even able to wrestle for them. So what other? I mean, they, there. I mean, I'm sure there was many Plan Bs and Plan Cs, but they got they had, they had to deal with the fucking pawns that they had. Uh, yeah, maybe this would have been better if it were in front of crowds. They just didn't have that luxury, and they just had to press forward. Steel O'Neill says, I just bought a naughty handheld emulator console. It is amazing. I wondered if there's any SNES, PS1, Game Boy Advance, etc. Hidden gems you'd recommend. Okay, you want a hidden gem? Yeah. Um, you may have heard of this one. Very obscure game for the PlayStation. And I believe it was Japanese only. It's called LSD Dream Emulator. I'm in. <laughs> and it was, written, it was made by a guy who kept a dream diary for a couple of years, I think, and wrote down every single thing he could remember from his dreams and then made a game out of it. And I say a game, it's not really a game, it's just a simulator. So you just sort of wake up in these sort of randomly, often randomly procedurally generated worlds, just like 
the most bizarre psychedelic uh incoherent images and and characters and backgrounds and locations and I, I can't really do it justice by describing it but it is it just does definitely convey that sort of uncanny feeling of being in a dream when you sort of you know you're dreaming you're like this is not right none of this makes sense but you can't quite wake up from it so that would be one that i would check out and if you do play it steel o'neill shoot me a message because i'd be interested to see how you get on with it so there you go uh, any <laughs> any hidden gems for you from the, the, the old consoles yeah well you know i got my raspberry pi right next to me in africa and there's like a screensaver that goes through different games i'm kind of looking um there is an old game that is one of my favorites to play and it is a silly game like maybe at this point for advanced gamers like you all um it's called food fight um and it's pretty simple you just got to get from one side of the screen to the other but these chefs are throwing shit at you uh and you can pick up pieces of food and throw it at them to you know to kill them off um there's a game called chameleon twist i think it was for like n64 that i remember playing like over a friend's house that I really liked. And I saw that and I was like, Oh, let me pop that on. It was, and that's still cool. Um, trying to think of like, what else have, have I been getting into? Um, I'm telling you that fucking, what was the name of that, that game? I, that I rant and rave about the haunted park or what the fuck is it? Um, ah, forget. Let me, let me see. Um, that game I play all the time. And it's, again, it's just a scrolling shooter. Uh, and I think it's for PlayStation. I'm going to say it's for PlayStation. Um, it's it's really one of my favorites. Like you're this girl who's hooked up to this rocket that has all these different shooting mechanisms, and you're going through these theme parts. And it's so like it's like as ridiculous as I'm talking about. Like it's so colorful and so like vibrant, and you're just blasting the hell out of these things. But it's just really cool. It's like a kids game, but it's but it's not like it's it's a really weird demented kind of game uh it is called ladies and gentlemen harmful park it's it's a japanese import on playstation playstation One. harmful park highly recommend it it's a oh i oh and hot shots too do you ever play the golf games hot shots no the only golf game i played is uh, <laughs> the kirby golf one from <laughs> SNES, right. which is also pretty good i'll throw that in with the recommendations all right all right so there you go Cola Blue says, re-listen to the Pluralcast review of Wrestle Kingdom 10 recently. Damon calls it the best show he's ever seen. I feel like since then, New Japan has had even better shows. But what was the crest of the wave? What was the peak of the pre-COVID New Japan hot streak? And that is my question. Wow. Um, what show was he watching or listening to? Wrestle Kingdom 10. That was fucking amazing. 10 was Kenny and Okada, right? No, 10 was Tanahashi Okada. With the risk control. Oh fuck! Both of them were both those Wrestle Kings were fucking spectacular. They were great. Uh, look, I wasn't there, but I, I my favorite match of all time is still Kenny and, and Okada. The hour, the hour plus, like that match just fucking blows me away. I can pop it on and never get bored with it. Um, yeah, that Wrestle well, Kingdom. Was there. It was Wrestle listeners, Kingdom. New listeners, I was there in yeah. the Savage Hall. That was that felt like something special, like you're at the peak or something. You, you, I mean, do you does that like connect with you at all? Like you were there for the art, arguably the greatest pro wrestling match of all time. Yeah, I've been really, really lucky, you know, to have to be there for that. Well, the three that stick out in my mind: that one, um, Madison Square Garden, yeah. and 
uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 before everything went to shit. And I think that was sort of, in, in a lot of ways, like the sort of season finale where things were at their absolute peak before the pandemic came and fucked everything up forever. Yeah, it's weird. So it's, it's, it's a weird timeline, that whole thing, um, where you know people are getting poached, Nakamura, and then you know the whole birth of AEW and weird pro wrestling's weird. But yeah, that was. I mean, I remember doing that show and just thinking, I, my God, I, I, how does it get better than that? And then you know, yeah, seventy thousand people over the course of two days. Seventy thousand people turn yeah. on to watch New Japan. Yeah, and now they can't get more than two thousand in the fucking Budokan. <sighs> Here's the thing: like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You kind of hope that people. We know what the answer is, David. Yeah. It's the, the the travel and the clap crowds. That's it. Which I mean, that's it. both the things are out of their hands. Right. I mean, they could be doing more on their end with booking. You know, maybe. Olive branches to more Japanese promotions, right. but I don't think that is gonna that that's a, a sticking plaster. That's I think the, those are the two core problems. And you know, we we've talked about this a million times. We just have to hang in, sit and wait and be patient until we get to the, the until Krusty comes. Krusty's <laughs> <laughs> coming. All right, a couple more. Uh, In ring art says hockey Damon, your thoughts on the LA Kings? I said this. They're 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 they might win the division. I think that division stinks at West. That's a nice thing. Um, so they might just win it by the fucking default. Uh, again, out in the West, Calgary's tough. Uh, Edmonton's surprisingly doing better. Uh, Kings will make the playoffs. I said Kings will make the playoffs. Uh, Louis says, if both of you guys have busy schedules, schedules, do you think there's such a thing as watching too much wrestling? Just look at how jam-packed this weekend is with both New Japan and non-New Japan wrestling events. Okay, this question was written a long time ago. I'm just going through the backlog here. But uh, yes, I'm 2017. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to get into AEW because I, I feel like uh, I, I'm missing out. Right. So I'm trying to watch Dynamite. The problem is just the time difference for me that I can't find a way to reliably watch it live. Uh, because I'm usually teaching at that time, but I'm trying to because I'm I'm hearing such good things about it. Uh, I'm trying to get into it so I can enjoy the the pay per view specials a bit more. And and also I think there's going to be collaboration between them and New Japan going forward. I don't know if that's going to be in six months or a year or whatever, but I'm trying to make more time for that. Um, I'll sort of jump in and out if I hear a, a big match has been recommended. But yeah, I mean of course you, there's no time to watch everything, um, and that applies to New Japan as well. I, I will. With this New Japan New Japan Cup going forward, I'm not going to be watching a lot of those cards top to bottom. I'm not watching the undercard tag matches. I might just parachute straight in for the cup matches. And um, you, uh, I don't think there's any issue with that. No, and here's the thing: like there, there have been years where you know where you could get you would buy like the entire WrestleMania, like all the WrestleCon shows and everything, you know, all in one package. And I would do that, and I would sit there and watch as much of it as I could. Here's the thing, and I thought about this the other day. You know, back maybe 10 years ago, I probably wasn't watching as much hockey as I do now, right? And I think the large factor in that is because the Maple Leafs sucked. I mean, sucked with a capital S. They were terrible, Joel. They were the shit. And I mean, the shit as in not good. Uh, So, like, I didn't really, like, I really wasn't into it as much. And... And I hate to say it, but even like gambling helped me get back into hockey more. You know what I mean? I'm winning money uh, and watching hockey. Great. 
Um, and the, and the Maple Leafs being good and having a player that, you know, I never thought that at my age I would find a player that, you know, has turned into maybe my favorite hockey player of all time. Um, so that helps. So you can make that same correlation with New Japan. You know, you have, you know, you, you, you connect with a wrestler. They're good. They're, you know, and it makes you enjoy watching them. Like what I, 10 years ago, when I watch a fucking Dallas Stars, I don't know, uh, San Jose Sharks game. No, I guarantee you, I'd be like, I, I'd rather jump out a window. Um, but again, when having your favorite promotion be at least warm helps tremendously in you liking other things. It gets you in the mood to explore a little bit more. Um, so I would say I'm probably in a downturn with watching other pro wrestling. I, I, I definitely am. I don't watch AEW. Well, I, 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 I pop in and out, but I don't, I don't just to say I'm sitting there every Wednesday watching. I, I don't. Um, Japanese promotions. I don't, I don't, I haven't watched, I haven't watched an all Japan show and I couldn't tell you the last time, probably the last time I was there. Um, and I think my, my interest in and my passion for new Japan helps fuel that fire. If that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. I'm with you on that. Um, Another one, Daryl says, have you heard Tamar on his podcast calling Osprey out for not going over to Japan and taking his belt from Shingo since he's now medically cleared? Does the office give Zach, Cobb, Chase and G.O.D. extra credit for not bitching about going to living in Japan during COVID? Tamar basically called Cobb the new leader of United Empire, joking about how United can they be if Osprey is in L.A.? Okay, obviously that question was written a while ago, but I think it's pertinent now that we're in a new Japan car. Looking at guys like Zach and Cobb and Chase and thinking... Is this the time when they start to get rewarded? I mean, I suppose in the G1, to some extent, they were rewarded for that. They were given pretty prominent matches. You know, Tama getting a win over Okada, uh, Zach getting a win over Shingo and getting that that title match. Uh, But do you think we see this continue here in the New Japan Cup and and those people getting some, uh, getting a bone thrown their way? Um, One, I can't believe... And I and I trust me, I, I it's a shame that I had completely forgotten. But yeah, how about Tama getting a wing over over, over Okada? Think of, think of that. Um, look, I think I will have the utmost respect, and maybe even more respect, for the guys who found a way to get there and quarantined and really disrupted their lives and quite possibly their health to entertain us um that doesn't mean that the reasons that people had for not showing up weren't valid it at the very least in their own lives right um but i do appreciate the people who had who have done that um look times i'm willing to let bygones be bygones if if we're moving in the right direction and it feels like we are, it seems like we are, I'm ready for it. When, when, when the, when the curtain drops and you know, it's time to go, your asses better be on fucking airplanes. That's all I got to say. But, uh, I'm not going to shit on people. I jokingly do, but you know, in my mind, do I have a, 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 you know, like a little bit of a fist bump, 
coming your way for the people who did do it. Yep, absolutely. Dr. Gary says, is chaos finished? We're showing you splitting, increasingly tagging with other folks. They don't seem like a group at all anymore. Six-man champs aside. Um, I mean, they. I think the chaos merch still does surprisingly good numbers. So I think I speculated that last year they might fold them as a faction. But I just think as long as people keep buying those dopey towels, then they're going to keep chaos around, even though, you know, with that and the, the lines between them and Hontai, it's just it's a bit of a mess right now. I is think it? the whole company could do with the, the freshening up of the factions, but I know I that's not your favorite topic. It's not, but but here's the thing too, though. I mean, keep in mind that the 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 factions are also there for just to keep guys grouped together for something as simple as dojo training time, or you know, just uh, traveling, right? Um, it's it's just an easy way to kind of keep guys lumped together um so that it's just not people running around with the you know doing willy-nilly shit um so even a, it, over and above the pro wrestling aspect of the, of the factions um that being said um yeah we've talked about it it seems like forever of chaos kind of being on their last legs and every time we think it's going to happen they keep going. So stop buying their dumb shit and it won't happen. <laughs> I say that about, but a huge thing I say that about Bullet Club too. Ben says, how would you book a Brian Danielson debut? And if you could go back and pick another football team, would you still pick Arsenal? Yeah, I would still pick Arsenal because they gave me a lot of moments of joy uh, in my childhood and when I was a young team. And so I think we've got a solid chance of breaking top four. I don't know if we'll ever win a championship again, but uh, we'll see. But uh, Brian Daniels and Davey. Okay, Damon, I'm handing you the book. Okay. Travels open up. We've got full crowds again. And they say to you, Damon, help us out here. We want Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson to have the most impactful New Japan debut. It could possibly be how are we doing it. Okay. Um, I think, I actually thought about this. Um, either A, he's got a debut on a big show. Uh in the U.S., and I think it, I think he's going to be more impactful on a second big show in the U.S. Right, that's where you're going to get the most juice out of Brian Danielson. Not so. How much. do you announce it? Like, how do you, you know, do, does he do a run in during a New Japan show, or, or do you have a video package? No, I don't want a video package. I, I, I would prefer some type of run in or some type of challenge after, where he's there, he shows up, or something like that. Or how about this? And again, this is just off the top of my head. Uh, we have like a little video package of the, the we're live from the dojo, right? And we see you know it's, it's Shibata sparring with guys and blah blah blah, um, and you know they cut back and Kevin Kelly's I don't know how they would do it the logistics of it and like Kevin Kelly's like okay let's get back to our our match here with whoever you know and then oh let's go back uh, we have another uh, uh, little th- segment with the the strong guys in the dojo that been rolling around maybe they go back to it a third time. And then Brian Danielson shows up and fucking destroys the place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just fucking just just murders everybody. Um, I don't know. Thinking out loud. Fantasy booking. Um, but I think I honestly I think he'll have I don't you don't you don't like debut him on a on a Japanese show. I I just don't think it would have as much mustard as as it would, you know, in the US. You know, not for nothing. It, we do have a little save the date card. On a big building in New York City. I'm just saying. Who would your dream opponent be for that first big match? Ooh, wow. Um, honestly, Okada. 
Yeah, he he I think would be the the best one that you could possibly get. But if you if you could have him for a series of matches, and you could sort of build up to that one, uh, I I mean it's a cliche. Everyone's said it, but Zach I think would be a tremendous oh, one. Sure, battle of the technical wrestler of the year winners. Yeah, there's something else. Yeah, I'd be in for that. I mean anything. There you go. That the partnership, the partnership is only going to help. Uh, you know, it's going to help AEW, but it's definitely going to help New Japan, no doubt. All right, let's leave it there. Redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way, we always appreciate it. If you want a link to the Discord, just send me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super J cast. I think there's a promotion going on at the moment with the old Pro Wrestling Tees. Let me have a look. All right, while you do that. Joe's going to look for that real quick. Um, hey, I wanted to give a shout out. I got some f- cool artwork. You know, um, there's a picture, our banner on um, our Twitter page of me and Joel at the Tokyo Dome. And I got a, a like a, a, a couple weeks ago, actually. And I forget who, who sent it, but I definitely want to give a shout out. They they drew a yeah, picture. I think that was in-ring art. In-ring art. That's it. Correct. Yeah. In-ring art. So I got to give a special shout out. I have it. It's hanging in the bar. I'll send Joel a picture uh of it hanging up but yeah thank you it's awesome i love it and he sent along like a little liger stickers that they, that he created uh the naito sticker so awesome job thank you very much yeah the pro wrestling tees uh are having a march merch madness sale starting on thursday march the 3rd at 1 p.m eastern time running through monday march the 7th at 1 p.m eastern time so you can save 20 percent using the promo code madness so if you have not bought one of our T-shirts yet, now is the time to do it. So now, let me ask you this real quick. Sorry. Super J yep. Super J. Yep. Uh, sorry, I cut you off there. Um, what's March Madness? Uh, something to do with an American sports and picking you know who sport? you think is going to win. Uh, oh. I'm going to say college. Yes. <laughs> college. Come on. As, uh, basketball or football. I'm going to say <laughs> basketball. You are correct. College basketball. Yes. Excellent job. All right. Wrap up the show. Uh, big thanks to editor Dan you can find him on Twitter at LousyHero219 subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review on iTunes follow us on Twitter at the Super J thank you everybody for listening and goodbye goodbye